last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, we picked up traveling north towards the Ebon Ridge Volcanoes when we had three strange figures appear. Uh, one of them, an orc who had blades for hands. His name was Udak. Uh, he recognized Glenn and he invited us back to, the, to their camp. Uh, once arriving, we discovered that the group themselves was the Evan Liberation Force, Elf, and uh, they were escape slaves from the Evan Depths themselves. Uh, Udak agreed to take us closer to get a better look at the mine entrance, and at first glance, the mine seemed normal, but after looking past the illusion magic, the mine was covered in iconography of Torog, the god of slavers and torture. Along with Udak, we hatched a plan to infiltrate the mine, pretending to be traitors. After putting the lookout to sleep, we were able to sneak in. Sleep, uh, sneak in. It was then, as we hid in the darkness from a couple no gods, that Rangrim's hand began to glow, and a powerful rage started to grow inside him. He no longer saw his companions as friends, but now as foes. And that's where we left off. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so with that. That brings us to episode 23, Into the Depths. As we just alluded, uh, we pick up with our almost heroes having just entered the Ebon Depths mine, uh, closing the door behind them. The Ebon Depths mine is is, uh, located at the base of the Ebon Ridge volcanoes. Uh, And two Null guards had just discovered the unconscious Kenku outside that they had put to sleep uh, and were running past uh, the hidden forms of our heroes uh, as uh, trying to uh, sound the alert as Glenn had come out of the shadows to attack one of them to try to stop them from sounding the alarm. And as uh, Rangrim saw Glenn attack this, uh, this knoll who he previously would have given no cares about, um, his hand uh, suddenly started to glow that kind of like burning orange again. And uh, he just started feeling just, just angry, just like, like didn't know why at first and confused and then kind of started to feel like this elf that it's attacking his friends, this, this Noel who's, who's his friend, like why is his elf attacking him and, and just kind of getting angry at that. And, you know, that's where we are going to pick up uh, Glenn. Uh, you've just attacked this Noel. So I need for you to make an attack roll on it. How I would like to attack mm-hmm. would be as I'm lunging for this Noel, this, sorry, I'm looking at Astral. Are they, they're grouped like they were walking right next to each or starting to like run right next to each other, right? They're running. Yeah. They're kind of like uh, slightly single file, just, uh, kind of off kilter of each other, but uh, you, I believe, were attacking the back one. Um, if you want to attack the other one, you totally can. Uh, but yeah, they're just kind of running past you guys, and so you're attacking them as they're running past. Perfect. Um, then I would grab one of those mushrooms from my mm-hmm. back pocket and just spray it in a five foot cloud directly in front of me, trying to spray both of the knolls with the okay the shroom, um, shroom juice. So the um. You're going to have to make the save because you are also going to be in that because it's from a, it's a it's a radius when it's activated. So what if I chucked it at the null farther from me? Would I be out of the radius? Yes. But so you'll have you'll have to make make a range attack throw, uh, and okay. then we can do that. Oh, what 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 is that? How do I do that? Do I have advantage on that <laughs> throw mushroom? What do you uh, think yeah. I should roll for that? Yeah. So I, I think there would be a uh, improvised weapon of sorts. Well, I, I guess it would be like kind of like a, a dagger throw. Let's just say that you have. You are taking them uh, by surprise. You are behind them. Uh, so I would just roll it as if you were going to throw a dagger. Something okay. like that. All right. 
I like that. I'm looking at dagger. I like the numbers. Uh, it's a natural 19 okay. plus 8. So it's a 27 to hit the guy four feet in front of me. <laughs> okay. So uh, you, you toss these. Uh, are you still throwing two or are you just throwing one? No, I would just throw one. The, the description okay. of it is it expands a five-foot yep. area. So. Yeah, so you take this little you take this little uh little violet colored mushroom and you just huck it kind of impotently at the back of this uh this knoll and it hits him and just kind of in the back of the head and just goes and just uh releases this cloud in a five foot radius of this kind of like uh slightly violet uh plume and uh, I'm gonna roll some Constitution saving throws for them. Ooh, that is a two for the first one, and that is an 18 for the second one. So uh, the one with the axe saves, the one with the dagger, the one with you hit with it uh, does not save. And uh, kind of like you you uh, hear him kind of take a couple like deep breaths, like, and then just goes and slides across the floor uh, as he is now unconscious. So the one that is holding the daggers uh, is now uh, unconscious, and uh, you can see a nice little, uh, little sleep bubble uh, coming out of his nose. <laughs> And the one with the axe uh, is kind of able to shake it off, uh, but is now aware of the fact that like there's some sort of, uh, you know, shit going on, and uh, is is looking around and now does see you. Okay. Uh, do we roll for initiative, or are we? Uh, Rangrim, uh, you're very angry. Uh, what do you want to do? Okay. So, um, quick question. Do I get any sort of save against turning into a murderous rage monster? Yes, you do. Um, I, I have a I have a system set up. It's a little bit. Uh, you're basically going to be making wisdom saving throws with disadvantage. Feeling the way you do right now, what does Rangrim do? And if you say you want to go into like full blown attack, we'll roll into initiative. I just wanted to give you like the total option of like what you want to do. Um, what Rangrim would do, assuming that he is crazy right now and he thinks those gnolls are his friends um he's basically just going to run up behind glenn and say i you away from me friends and big warhammer swing to the back of glenn's head oh it's only 13 yeah does not hit Whew, awesome so uh yeah so rangram you run up behind uh glenn you yell at him and uh try to uh try to swing uh swing this thing at him and and glenn you kind of like catch this out of the corner of your eye and you're able to like duck out of the way of this warhammer uh, taken highly off guard by the fact that, like, I actually, uh, Rangram, are you still invisible? Or because you attacked, does it go away? Um, yeah, it's not greater invisibility, so because I attacked, it would have gone away. Gotcha. So you 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 kind of just see this Warhammer swi- uh, swiping down at you, and then as he attacks, he just, like, appears and is now behind you. Uh, so that's going to bring us to the top of the initiative order. Glenn, what do you do? So as it just goes swiping by me, he goes, hell, Rangram. I mean, my ears are kind of pointy, but theirs are way pointier. We got to get these guys. And I would immediately just turn back and stab at the knoll that's still up. So the axe. Axe knoll. I would just yes. take a uh, stab at him with my double-bladed. Oh, that might not hit. Uh, 16 to hit. Uh, yes, just barely. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, I, was oh, gonna, wow. I, almost, I had a are you not surprised ready <laughs> like just <laughs> there but. Uh, 11 damage to him okay and then as my bonus action I'm going to very much disengage um, and take my 30 well actually I don't know if I necessarily go 30 try to get out of his range um Ooh, that's smart too, because that disengages so that you don't get an attack of opportunity from Rangrim. <laughs> well, yeah. Do I know 
I don't think you know you uh, that yeah, Rangrim is aggressive. You're just disengaging and just kind of you're getting out of the way, whether or not you actually know it or not. <laughs> so down here is this like climbable, or is this the wall? Like down. Uh, down that's below. a pile of rocks. So I'll say that you guys were. It's just a pile of boulders that probably uh, slants up maybe about six feet against the wall. Uh, so kind of it becomes. Uh, by the way, it's rough terrain as soon as you start seeing those rocks. So you uh, you you basically are going to move half your movement as you're moving okay. up them. Perfect. So I'll, I would take that stab at him. Um, I'm guessing since he saw me attack his friend, I didn't have advantage. Ergo, no sneak attack. Um, but I will disengage and through rough terrain, go behind Rangrim and be like, and as I'm like going by and be like, make sure you're swinging at the right guys this time. And I just don't think he's mad at me. We're friends. <laughs> we're good buddies. Good buddy that's old pals. Turn. That's that's my turn. Uh, Rangrim, it is your turn. Rangram's just going to turn directly around. Like, you, you don't come up behind me. And he is going to take another swing with his Warhammer. This time casting Searing Smite. <laughs> A two! <laughs> Man, your dice love Glenn. They do. They are, not, they, are not, they are not helping you right now. Unless someone's dice cares about me. Mine don't. <laughs> So Just mail the dice to each other. Searing Smite is a bonus action, so... Okay. That's it for uh, good old Rangram. Okay, so this time, Glenn, you see that... Uh, so, uh, Rangram, you had to move um, back towards him to do that. So I think that, like, Glenn, you see that uh, Rangram is, has now turned and is charging you with this flaming warhammer trying to like straight up murk on you um and as you see this and you look into your friend's eyes uh you see very familiar eyes to that that you've seen of regalia which is that they are pitch black there is no white there's nothing else is like his whole eye is turned black uh and uh because he's not wearing his mon- like his underground monocle right now, so he's he just has the one eye patch and one extremely like pitch black eye, uh, and that does not bode well. No, no, it does um, not. Rangram, mm-hmm. roll me a, a wisdom saving throw with this uh, with disadvantage. Oh, my wisdom save was righteous. Yeah, you got a good wisdom save. <laughs> it doesn't matter when I roll a one on the save. Um, yeah, I think that it's extremely fitting. Uh, you you are just in, just like this powerful rage is just like completely overcome you. Like this this person, it, it's like they have just like you know told the very worst like yo mama joke, and you are so offended right now that they would uh, you know bring like try to hurt these friends of yours, and you're gonna do anything you can to prevent that from happening again. Uh, you're just like completely overcome with rage. Uh, and with that, we're going to move on to the Knoll, uh, who, with the axe here, who's going to turn around and is just going to dogpile on, uh, uh, pun intended, uh, on Glenn as well, and just throw down uh, with his friend Rangrim. That is a 17 plus 3 to hit. Oh, that hits. <laughs> All right, that's just going to be 5 damage uh, as he swipes down with his axe, this kind of like old beat-up axe, uh, and just kind of nicks you for five damage. And that is going to bring to the end of the Knoll's turn, and that's going to bring to Cosmo. Right. Uh, so Cosmo's going to see all of this... Yes, very much so. Shenanigans going on. Uh, 
the Glenn is very pinned down, by the way. Like, think of this edge here as like the doors. You get like Glenn is basically hunkered up on these pile of rocks against the doors, uh, being like completely like overcome by these two people. Right. Um, so Cosmo is going to see the one knoll uh dagger, the dagger knolls on the ground sleeping, and he'll yell over to Udak and just Udak, tie up this guy. I'm gonna help with the other one. And then uh, Cosmo is going to run across, I guess. <laughs> okay, all right. And then uh, I'll see the knoll like swinging uh, the axe on Glenn, and I'll say, "You there, drop that axe!" And then he needs to make me a wisdom save. Okay. Can you command weapons to disarm? Uh, I can Thank say, you. "Drop it." Okay, cool. I mean, that's good. Uh, how's a yeah. nat one for you? He drops it. Uh, that is actually uh, yeah, I'll, in I'll say spell. that he dropped because of a nat one, he drops it and it just like falls. It like slides down between some of the rocks uh, and is like completely out of his grasp. He cannot just pick it up again. Um, yeah, so the command would be drop and it says the target drops whatever it is. Ends its turn, but it's... So. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have a very unarmed knoll now. Um. Okay. Then uh, I think that that is my action. I have nothing else that I would want to do. That's all I got. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. So that would bring us to the uh the knoll uh the knoll's turn with daggers. Uh. But it is still when, sleeping. So when does Udak does Udak get a turn? Yeah, Udak's going uh, directly okay. now. So Udak's going to move uh, move over and do exactly as you told him to do, which is uh, he's going to use... I'm just going to give him a bonus action to do that. Um, so he's going he's gonna to start uh, tying up this, uh, this knoll and then he's actually going to run over and start attacking. Ah, he's not going to be able to make it. Um, yeah, he doesn't have any ranged weapons. Um, he's just going to tie up the knoll. Uh, you didn't tell him to action. kill the... It'll be a full action good tie. Yeah, it'll be a super good, just like totally using the sailor knots. Like, you know, no uh, no granny knots there. Mm-mm. Um yeah, no, I'm not even gonna have him roll for it because he's using his full action. He ties that uh, that null up and it is uh it is asleep and very tied up. Um you all like things are crazy right now, um, but with the sound of combat, uh you passively uh Rangram for sure would hear it, uh, but I think that also Glenn, you have pretty high passive reception, don't you? Uh, if it has anything to do with hearing, I would technically have advantage too, but yeah, if it's hearing related, definitely. Um, you hear the sound of something like another figure running down the hallway towards you. Towards uh, echoing, echoing, yeah, echoing off the hallways towards the sound of, of noise of clattering of weapons. Uh, and that's going to bring us to the top of the round, uh, with Glenn. Hmm. Okay. So to the right of Rangrim is it's like kind of similar terrain. It's just more 15 foot. I'm going to. Yeah. yeah it's just, it's a, it's a rock pile that slants up from zero from, you know, from ground level to about six feet up. Okay. I'm going to, I think I'm just going to get the hell out of there uh, since he's <laughs> pinned. Um, so I'm going to disengage and take my full movement, which would get me to here. And then I'm going to use my action as movement for another 15, which would get me to, here a full 30 feet uh yep yeah so just going to dip so as i like recognize the situation and man i like kind of looking around like 
Well, uh, this was a lot of fun, but uh, we're going to need to talk about this one. And I just dart. Scrambling over the pile, like the rock pile, kind of doing some uh, some just flips. Like, and... No, it's more like awkward, just like trying to, like <laughs> when you're like at the jetty at the beach and you're like trying to make sure you step on the right rocks and not slip. And you, it's just like super lame looking. A lot of TV <laughs> action. Like, ah, 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 ah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. That's, uh, that's going to bring us to Rangram's turn. Okay, uh, do I make another save with disadvantage? Uh, yes. Yeah, go for it. 14 and a 5. <laughs> so that would give me a 12. So uh, you're, you're like, you get like, you're looking over and you're seeing this, uh, this elf like kind of running away from you and it makes you mad. And then you kind of like look over to your, your side and you're looking at this, this knoll. And like for a second, you're kind of just like, who is that? And then you, it kind of like, you almost... Uh, it, like you feel it grab hold of you again and then you're just like filled with that anger um, and uh, yeah uh, what do you do I just look over at Glenn and shout like you're not running from me and I would use my full 25 feet of that's <laughs> difficult terrain right yeah it's gonna be difficult terrain uh, until you get to like the very bottom of the rock pile okay so it'd be one two I think my movement speed's only 25 so I think I can only go like two and a half Okay. Go like here and uh, where Glenn's just super lame, like tiptoeing through the jetty. Rangrim is not as graceful, mm-hmm. so there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of like slipping of rocks underfoot and like all fours, clamoring that full distance before he gets back on his feet. Nice. And, Are um, you- well. Rangrim would absolutely attack, and seeing as I don't have anything to throw at Glenn, I'm gonna cast Guiding Bolt. Awesome. I, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden you throw a doorknob or something. <laughs> oh, I do have doorknobs, but <laughs> we're gonna go with Guiding Bolt for now, and that Probably is gonna be more 14 plus 7 to hit. Ooh, that's a fucking nasty spell, too. 4d6. Does it have a save? No uh, save. It's a, it's a ranged spell attack. Well, yeah, and just some some spells have a save for. And um, you couldn't really ask for a better roll on that because that is that's actually only eight damage on forty six. Wow. Oh shit! Good in the good in the good way, not good in the bad way. Yeah, I was a little yeah. nervous there for a second. A three, two twos, and a one. I was like, all eights. <laughs> So eight damage total. Uh, however, you are uh, bright and glowy. I'm fucking radiant. So the next attack roll against you has oh, advantage. Yeah. Oh fuck! Uh, ouchies. Uh, so that yeah, puts Glint's taken uh, thirteen damage at this point. Yes. Um, is that the end of your turn, Rangra? Uh yeah, that would be my movement and my action. So that would be me. Sweet. Uh, so the Nolte Axe is uh, going to turn around and seeing this, uh, seeing this small, uh, this dwarf that's uh, now kind of charging up behind him is going to turn around and charge Cosmo, uh, and is going to, no weapon in hand, is just going to uh, go full maw, teeth out, and is going to try to bite you. Uh, uh, he's commanded, right? Did he lose the, his next turn. Was that last turn where you commanded him? Uh, it just ends his. It wasn't his turn. Bobby gets his turn, and he takes his action to drop oh. a weapon, so he loses a turn if oh, he shit. hasn't had one yet. 
Right, chat? I'm reading the spell right now. Oh, or it says the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. Oh, okay. But that um, was its next turn and already failed it, right? Yeah, so it would have it would have thrown out its weapon. Does that mean it loses its I guess it does ends its that's, turn. That's how yeah. it uses its action, mm -hmm. yeah. So okay, yeah, so it, it's it's I'm gonna turn it back around then. Uh whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, time, time, just like <laughs> exactly everything reverses, uh, and uh, it does not bite you, and it does not. It's still, uh, it's still hanging out over here, um, and just like threw its, it threw its uh, axe down, and does not know why it did it, uh, and that's going to bring us to Cosmos turn. Perfect. Um, and then I'll just, I obviously like focusing more on Rangram. You're like, Rangram, what are you doing? Rangrim just would look at him like, who the fuck is this guy? I think that's probably what he would do at this point. Yeah, I don't think that uh, I don't think Cosmos raised your ire yet, showing his uh, showing his colors against. I guess he has. Yeah, you've seen him attack, so no, Cosmo would also uh, have your. Uh, you would also be angry at Cosmo. Well, you want some too? Uh, and I'll just say. No, Rangrim, stop! And then I need him to make me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> command oh. for you! Command for you! You get a command, and you get a command. Check under your seat. You might have a command. Oh, um... Is that technically being charmed? Command? That is a good question. Uh, it's, really it, it's considered uh, the effect is prone. Yeah, so it'd be... It's, it's a charm spell. Um... It's an enchantment? Yeah. I think that's being charmed. I don't uh, Tags are... Are you in the spell? The tag is control. I don't see Chat, the... do you know if command <laughs> is a charm spell? Uh, it doesn't say it's actually considered a charm. Oh, it's a wisdom spell. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Well, I rolled a two Perfect. plus seven, cool. so... So what does that mean? So that means that Rangram now on his next turn has to stop and forfeit his turn? Yes. Yeah. Fuck. But because he casts on someone else, then... Uh... It, no, it's not oh, a no, concentration. It's a use. Yeah, that's awesome. Pew, pew, pew. Dang. So oh, that's I, not I, a concentration. I can just... just, I can just... <laughs> Cosmo's just yelling at kids. Stop. Put that down. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> He's just dadding everyone. You're, you're the YMCA right now. <laughs> you, tie that one up. You, drop your weapon. You, stop it. <laughs> Oh my god. Um it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh that's gonna bring us to Udak's turn, uh, who is gonna turn to Cosmo and be like, What's going on with your friend? What how can I help? I, I literally have no idea. He just started swinging it, my friend. At something he's gone crazy or something. Is there like magic in this place? Something's made him go crazy. Yeah, we we talked about that. There's there's something here, but I don't know why it would get him now. It should have gotten him as soon as we got him within range. Well, you know him better than I do. Is there any way to get him to come back? I, I, I honestly, I've never seen him like this. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's someone coming down the hallway. I'll, I'll try to hold him off, and he's going to uh, run over here to attack this knoll that's rushing down the hallway. Um, that's going to be... He gets two attacks. That first one's definitely going to hit. Uh, the second one is 
not gonna hit fuck okay uh so he's gonna slash down with these uh with what looks to you all like hands just like this gonna run in like uh like chudo chopping but uh they have a little bit more range uh, than what's actually visible to you all um much karate chops yeah bunch of karate chops uh, but he's going to get one hit off. That's going to be a solid seven as he slices down um, and kind of this like female tiefling uh, racing down the hallway, like with her karate chop hands. Uh, and then just like takes a knoll off guard as this like uh, what doesn't look like it even hits the knoll uh, slices, uh, slices right into the knoll shoulder. And the knoll kind of like stops and uh, takes, uh, takes a beat for a second. Uh, and that's going to bring us to the end of Udak's turn, which is actually going to bring us to this Knoll's turn, who is then going to return fire on Udak uh, and rolls really good uh, and is going to get a good old six damage off um, as it uh, stabs uh, Udak uh, kind of in the side with one of these swords. Um, and they're just kind of trading blows, uh, which is going to bring us to Glenn's turn. Uh, hmm. You think with all that time, I think of what I wanted to do, and I have no idea what to do. I, I will. Uh, say, I will so say. So I'm beautiful and glowing. I I will say the visual of Udak's hands just like hitting him and then slicing to the guard is super funny. Of uh, just like <laughs> he's just like that was the hand it sliced me. <laughs> what? It's like you got cut by air currents or something. Uh, okay, so I... That's yeah. all the time I could buy for you, so... No, Glenn's, <laughs> Glenn's just going to keep running, and he so thinks how about he's that weather, chase. guys? Just... He got whacked in the back. Um, yeah, I'm going to take as much movement as I can, so I guess I'll go 25 feet here. And, like, as I get hit, I'm just kind of stumbling, like, what the heck? What is going on? And I'd see this sword guy, and I was like, come on, man! And I how would I do this? Yeah, I would sheath the double-bladed and pull out the bow and I would just take a shot at the sword's knoll. Sick. Uh, yeah, roll me roll me attack. I can't hide, though. That sucks. Oh, you definitely can't hide. And the next hit on you is going to be a gnarly one. Well, there's nothing there, right? That's Like, this little stick here isn't like a pillar or something? Uh, no, I mean, that is a earth elemental behind you, but aside from that... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a mimic pillar. Uh, yeah, and I'm definitely staying as far away as possible from Mr. Sorty Boy. Uh, that is yeah, he's sorta in the way. That is a 11 to hit. Uh, does not hit. Okay, and then any of this like, is this just a rock or is this like a pillar going to the top? Uh, it's a pillar going to the top, so you could dip in there and hide if you wanted to. Uh, I mean, you're still glowing. You're gonna have disadvantage on a hide, uh, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a little alcove there. Or Cosmos see. hiding before. Uh, that is technically 30 feet. Okay, I will go in there and I will hide. Say disadvantage? Yes. Hide me. Hide me. Uh, that's a 15. Not bad. Okay. I'll say that... Um, Wait, you have I'll a say plus 11 to stealth. Yeah, I rolled a 8 and a 4. <laughs> well, disadvantage. Yeah, I'll, say, I'll say that uh, you're not able to hide from this uh, this sword knoll. They have direct eye, like line of sight on you, but uh, you're able to d- dip deep enough into this that you're kind of like obscured from uh, Rangrim and the other ones that are that are of that angle, like that have that perspective of you to the left there. Neat. Um, yeah, so that's going to be uh, Rangrim's turn. He doesn't um, get one. So 
Bobby just commanded me to sit down, right? <laughs> to stop. I'm technically prone. This... Does he go prone, or do you just tell him to stop so he just freezes in place like you just got... He, he, fucking... just, he just stops. I mean, it does say prone. Maybe, maybe as far as combat goes, you would have the same effects as prone, but for RP-wise, he doesn't have to, like, drop on his back. Okay. <laughs> after he yells, stop, Rangram's like, oh, all right. And he sits down and starts, like, digging a hole with the end of his warhammer as he's just kind of sitting there and all the rocks. Um... Cosmo, as uh, as you reach out, just so you know, as you reach out into uh, Rangrim, like, and, and you like your 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 command goes out, like you feel resistance. Like there's um there's something there that feels like wrong. Like it's almost like you're trying to control something that's already under the control of something else. Um, and it's like it feels like the spell feels wrong as you're doing it. Um, and it just like you're you're kind of like almost like electric shock of like oh shit, like that wasn't good. Um, and I need you to take actually uh, four uh, or a uh, D4 of damage. You take three damage um, as, like, you kind of get backlash uh, that kind of, like, hits your head as uh, you reach out to Rangram. It kind of, like, it kind of fo- something follows your spell back to you and does three damage to you. Okay. Psychic damage. Okay. And do I get another save? You do. With a disadvantage. Neato! Come on, big money. Another two! So that's a grand total of nine. Rangram's um, sitting there, possessed by his hand, digging a hole at the end of his warhammer. What's up, Cosmo? Oh, nothing, nothing. Um, yeah, Rangram, you uh, you don't you don't know who this this little dwarf is, but as soon as you can move, you're gonna kick the, the ever living shit out of them, um, and. Uh, that's going to bring us to uh, the Noel, the Axe's turn, who now, who now can, uh, is, is kind of overcome his, uh, his, his down talking uh, by dad over there and uh, is ready to uh, go beat up on Cosmo uh, again with uh, no weapon because his uh, axe is wedged firmly in the rocks uh, and is going to do a bite attack on Cosmo. Uh, that is going to be a good solid 15 plus four for 19. Miss. <laughs> um so that's just uh 15 plus oh 19 gonna miss <laughs> yeah yeah Damn. Damn. he's like okay. oh okay uh, rolling damage yeah <laughs> sorry no yeah uh shit yeah so he bites you and he does get you but your armor like is like you can see that this null's teeth kind of like break on your plate armor as it bites down like you can hear like that screeching of the teeth on metal uh, which is not pleasant for anyone involved Mm-mm. uh and that's gonna bring us to Cosmo's turn. <laughs> After succumbing to this bite, uh, he's just gonna, he'll just like, well, you should really see a dentist about that. <laughs> um, and, uh, but also just really realize, realizing what kind of happened there and knowing that uh, Rangrim's not in his right mind. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to realize it and I'm going to say Rangrim whatever this is you need to fight it and I need him to make me another wisdom saving throw. Uh yes. So okay, so I'll, I'll say that are you, so you're commanding him to fight this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um two things. Uh Rangrim, I'm going to give you two uh I'm going to give you a save again uh without disadvantage. Uh it's going to be a straight roll for your wisdom save instead of fighting against Bobby's thing, it's going to be to save against your thing, if that works for you, Bobby. 
I'm totally fine with that. Uh, okay. And Bobby, you're going to take, uh, Cosmo, you're going to take uh, one point of damage as it reaches back through and hits you in the head again. Ooh, 19, baby. So that's a 26 on that save. Rangram, you you feel this time when you feel this like command hit you, you're like, there's a part of you that's like, the anger kind of like subsides enough for a second, almost like there's something fighting within you. Like two powers are trying to control your mind at the same time. And one of them, you're like, the one that felt familiar to you before and the one that like, you're like, oh, this is my friend. Like this is, I, I will do anything for this, this, you know, this force that I feel like this familiarity in my, in my head. That kind of goes away and you start feeling this like sick feeling in your stomach as this other more friendly force of like, you hear Cosmo's voice coming through your head of just like pleading with you to fight against this, whatever it is. And like that comes through and you start feeling like more that, wait, this isn't right. Something's wrong. And there's like this duality in your head now. The anger isn't all the way gone, but there's more confusion now. And you there's like these two powers that are uh, kind of, fighting within you and I think that uh, your roles are going to be straight up and down for wisdom saving throws at this point you're not fully cured but you are uh, you are like halfway there you're more in a confusion state at this point of what's going on Um, and you don't know who to trust at this point but there's two powers that are pulling for your attention Um, and uh, yeah uh, that is going to bring us to Udak's turn, uh, who is going to continue to lay the smack down on this Knoll of Swords. That is going to be a 15 for the first one and a 2 for the second one. So he's going to get one attack on them. Uh, and that is going to be a healthy 8 damage on the Knoll as uh, Udak again uh, like does the Chudo wind chop with his, uh, with his deceptively long arms. Uh, and is going to uh, stab down on this knoll for another eight damage. And the knoll is going to return that attack uh, and completely fucking miss Udak. Um, and that's going to bring us to Glenn's turn. Made it back just in time. Uh, cool. Quick question. Um, am I still glowing or do I keep yes. glowing? Until, damn it. Okay. It's, an, it's until the next attack. It's until I get hit. God. Okay. Um, no, I would see Udak taking advantage. Uh, yeah, I would definitely take advantage of the the safe little cubby I've made myself into. Um, so I'd take another shot Do at it. this guy. <laughs> it can see you. That one can definitely see you, by the way. So you're oh, not going to get advantage on it. Uh, he's fighting someone five feet in front of him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely would have good. advantage. Absolutely. Uh, that is a 19 plus a bunch. 27 that, to hit. That's, I think that's going to do it. That, that doesn't hit. It, it misses. <laughs> And then a uh, D8 plus five, which is... You hit eight. the button in the middle of his armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ping. You hit, yeah. Uh, you hit so his th- nipple ring. 13 plus... It's so precise it misses. 23. <laughs> Goes right through it like a hoop. Uh, so 23 damage total. Uh, yeah, how does this null, uh, null die? And it, you are in 100% overkill uh, territory with that hit. Perfect. So with that shot, it's the ring of Bali. So it's just like spectral or like this glowing energy arrow. And it just like right between the eyes. It, it gives him like just a third eye. He, <laughs> he has awoken and his head just kind of pops. And then I tuck back and I'm hiding again. Uh, yeah. So there's a no... nat 20. So a 31 on my uh, hide. Yeah. 
you are uh you are invisible uh you are uh, the goat you are the wall at this point the wall is confused whether or not you are part of it um the <laughs> yeah so the, one. <laughs> the gnoll's head uh pretty much like explodes with this like shower of uh the arrow like exploding uh and it just kind of like falls over and just smashes into the ground uh and udak just kind of like covered in gore a little bit and not really uh, kind of confused on where the hell that came from because he's never seen you fight doesn't know what your weapons are this new weapon is not something that old uh glenn had when he knew you before um so kind of looking around doesn't see anyone uh and then just kind of thanking his good fortune is going to turn back around uh and is going to head back into the fray one two three four five um and is actually going to probably take a long way around here uh and is going to he's going to be able to make it over here but he's not going to be able to attack because he's using up both his uh his movements to get over there. Um, and that is going to bring us to Rangram. What do you want to do? So I'm still confused. I have no idea who's cool, who's bad. I'm just really torn and angry right now. Uh, That's kind of where you're at. Yeah, you're, you don't, you no longer are 100% certain who is the bad guy or who is your friends. Uh, you're just like, you're feeling this like power struggle in your head for your, uh, basically for your friendship and attention. Rangram is just kind of like, looking around and he's like angry and then he just starts like punching himself in the side of the head and it's like what is happening uh give me another wisdom saving throw uh just straight up and down that is a 15 that is going to do it that is uh absolutely the the save so uh you you're kind of freaking out and you're hitting yourself in the head and like it just gives you like this level of like clarity that may not make sense to others, but like this is something that like this like this pain is something that you can associate with, and it grounds you, and it's just enough to be able to pull you out of the uh, the grasp of whatever was uh, taking over you. And as you're hitting yourself, you you feel the burning in your hand subside, and it like it is kind of like sputters and like kind of goes away. And uh, Cosmo, you would see that Rangrim's eye would, uh, his iris, which actually, that's a good question. What is, what color is Rangrim's actual, like, eye color? Uh, baby blues. <laughs> so you see these beautiful baby blues uh, kind of show back Baby up blue. From, baby blue. He's only, got, he's only got one. <laughs> uh, the, the black, uh, like the obsidian black darkness of his eye kind of, of subsides and like, it almost like it's, and it's swollen. It's almost like his pupil had swollen and overtaken the entire eye and now it's like come back and you can see the blue of his eye. Um, and Rangram, you are completely uh, cured of whatever uh, was ailing you. Sweet. Um, but that is going to, uh, Noel with Axe uh, is going to uh, continue its attack. It's onslaught on, uh, on Cosmo. On my armor. On your armor, exactly. That is a big old uh, seven. Uh, so it is. It's going to try to basically just like impotently punch you now because it doesn't want to hurt its teeth anymore, and it just punches your armor and just hurts its hand, and it's just kind of like yipping in pain. And uh, that is going to be your turn, Cosmo. And uh, Cosmo is just like, well, the first one I was gonna let slide, but now it's personal, and he's just gonna like swing his uh, war pick at him. So that would be a dirty 20 and a 12. Dirtiest 20. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, both. I mean, 20 hits. <laughs> Do both of them hit? Or just one? No, just the 20. Okay, okay. All right. Um, so he just, like, smashes this thing upside the head with the blunt side of his uh, war pick uh, okay. for uh, 
eight damage. Okay, uh, that is it. So you nail it with this war pick, and it like totally not. I mean, it's not wearing a helmet. It just totally like knocks it kind of like to the side, uh, and it's just like bleeding out of its ear and kind of like out of its eye. Uh, but it is still up. Uh, but it seems like it is kind of like starting to really feel uh, <laughs> this uh, uh, this this pain. Well, wow. Usually they just pop. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's a strange occurrence. It's because you didn't smite him. Um, yeah, so that's going to bring us to, well, Noel's daggers is still taking a, a good old nap, and even if they were awake, they were going to be uh, very uh, tied up. So that's going to bring us to Udak's turn, who can finally move. Uh, and Udak is going to head over like he was planning to before uh, and just get ready to prepare to attack. Uh, Noel, that probably won't be alive by the time he can. Uh, that's going to bring us to Glenn's turn. Uh, yeah, so I would just from that corner, like <laughs> it, it fades from it's pure black to glowing glint. <laughs> like it's just like completely absent of light, and then all of a sudden just super shiny and bright. And I'm just gonna like peek around the corner and take a shot uh, again with the my, my magic arrows. Uh, nice. Oh, oh no, that's still gonna hit. That's magic arrows. Magic arrows. Uh, 18 to hit. Uh, yeah, that will hit. Uh, so eight damage plus the sneak attack, eight damage plus fourteen, so twenty-two damage. How does it die? So uh, as he like leans out, and just becomes super bright and shiny. He goes, "Hey, Cosmo Duck!" And like he pulls back and he lets go. He goes, "Just kidding!" And it just flies right over Cosmo's head. Just <laughs> opens that guy's third eye as well. Just shares everyone's ever-loving joy and his head yeah, explodes. Yeah, this, thing's head, this thing gets hit in the, in the forehead and its head explodes and it just kind of like falls backwards and just like crashes to the ground uh, and is now very much uh, gone. What well, about his action hide? Right, well, there it goes. It was just a little late. <laughs> just delayed. It was the, it was the delayed, delayed pop. <laughs> um, yeah, so with that, uh, that's technically going to take you guys out of combat aside from this knoll. Um, because it's it's technically out of combat too. So uh, yeah, ba da ba 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 ba. Final Fantasy music, and uh, you guys are all out of combat. Uh, Glenn, very much hidden, uh, yells out, "Rangram, we good?" I'm not entirely um, sure what happened or what is happening. I can tell you what happened. I can't really tell you what's gonna happen. Cosmo, we good? Right. Yes, we good. I don't know what was in his eyes, but it's gone now. Something in my eye? It was all black and yucky. Yeah, you looked even more like your daughter. I guess it was a, a family family gene. Uh, I just oh. remember being really angry, and for some reason, I really, really wanted to hurt Glenn for some reason. This doesn't seem new. Right. What do you guys think we should do about this one? I kick the tied up knoll in the head. Well, uh, he's asleep. Uh, I reckon we just don't want him waking up and sounding in any alarms. Should we just, you know, really help him sleep for like ever? And I like just start to slowly pull out the gre- the double bladed scimitar. Uh, oh, Odak, you said yeah. that there was um some kind of magic here that made you want to stay here before, right? Yeah. Um, 
I think that what you're talking about kind of sounds familiar, but I've never seen like the, the eyes. That's something I've never experienced. Um, that's, that's, that's not something that uh, is part of that. As far as I know, I, I don't know what could have caused that, but yeah, that's, it sounds familiar. Well, um, why don't we see if this chap has any information on the whereabouts of any sort of magic things as he just starts kicking the knoll in the head? There's um, there's actually uh, just just shortly into this hallway, there's actually a storage room. I, I I can't, I don't know for sure that no one will be in it, but that might be the safest place to if we need to do some interrogating. That sounds like a plan. And um, Rangrim's going to take a pair of the man, um, what do you call them, like the handcuffs? Mm-hmm. Manacles. Manacles. Manacles, that's the word I was looking for. I was going to say mandibles. <laughs> he takes his uh, manacles and he's going to put them on the knoll who, I don't know if he's, I think he's probably still asleep even after me kicking him in the head because of that magic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I guess we should um, do that then. Yeah, just uh, here, follow me. And he's he kind of uh, he's gonna do a perception check to make sure. Uh, it's a really good perception check. Doesn't hear anyone ho- coming down the hallway. Uh, so Udak is gonna kind of go uh, up ahead, look down the hallway a little bit, and then kind of ducks into the right here. Um, and so are you all following, bringing the knoll with you? Yeah, mm-hmm. as we're as we're doing that, Glenn would be walking by Rangroom, be like, "Can you uh maybe get rid of all this?" glitter I, I don't know what this is but can you turn this off really kind of cramps the whole hiding in the dark corners is there a time limit on it i haven't been attacked yet so i don't know if i'm still glowing um it's only till his next turn if i'm correct okay well, the end of my my next turn after I oh so it would be long gone oh, oh perfect so it, all of a sudden it just drops glenn perfectly perfect. on time yeah it just goes away Right. Uh, while they turn the corner to find the storage room, um, I would kind of prop up outside this area and I would hide and keep watch down that hallway. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, Rangram, uh, Cosmo, uh, as you're, who's who's dragging the Nolan? I think Rangram would be by the manacles. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so you, you kind of drag them in this room. It's just kind of like a small, narrow entryway into it. Uh, but you, as you get into the room, you can see it's just lined with uh, all sorts of just barrels and uh, crates. And uh, it doesn't seem like there's anything like open or exposed, really. It just seems like it's a storage room for I, who knows what sort of inventory. Uh, but there uh, there's, it seems to be like a slight kind of uh, collapse of rocks on one side. Um, but that's kind of as you move into this room, you just kind of fill to the brim with uh, stuff. Well, uh, Drangrim, put him down right here. We'll we'll see if we can wake him up. And uh, and Cosmo starts looking around for any uh, liquid substances, water, something. Uh, yeah. Do me. Uh, do a investigation check. Sure. Investigation. That's a six. Uh, you uh, you don't find anything. You start knocking on all these uh, these barrels and and uh, crates, and you're like, start realizing yourself like, I don't know what a 
barrel full of liquid sounds any different than a barrel not full of liquid and right. you, so you're just knocking on you're just knocking on barrels and crates right. uh and can't tell I, any anything I, I pop one open okay um you pop one open and what seems like uh actually yeah what seems like uh just kind of like this syrupy kind of uh, viscous, like dark fluid starts kind of pouring out of it onto the ground and it smells very bad. Like whatever was in this thing has like gone very, very rancid uh, and who knows what it was originally. And it starts just kind of like spreading on the floor and it's just like got this acrid smell and just like this black color. Uh, and I just say, what does it do? And I throw it on him. <laughs> um, yeah, do uh, roll me a constitution saving throw with advantage, Bobby. Oh, uh, constitution saving throw with advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, that is going to be all of it. So that is 18, <laughs> 22, that's a 30. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, your uh, your dwarven your 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 dwarven resilience, your iron stomach uh, comes into play here. Is you is you kind of like are you throwing it on them, or are you kind of just like putting it a glop of it in your in your hand and throwing it in their face, or are you pouring it onto them by holding this barrel up? Uh, I think I would have gone for a barrel and just gone for like a not like the whole thing, just gone for like a decent pour, just like a okay, just a I would have I wait it's a barrel, so a barrel sized swig on okay. the on yeah. the guy. Yeah, so uh, like I said, this stuff is kind of like viscous. Think like, um, like I don't know if you leave, if you leave some sort of, uh, I don't know if you left like maple syrup out and it just like went rancid. Think of like how that would be. Uh, so like it has a viscosity to it, but it pours onto this thing's mouth and uh, face, just kind of like coating him completely, uh, filling this entire chamber with a disgusting smell. So anyone close is going to have to probably do a save. Um, but uh, this knoll is going to. I'm going to give them. Uh, are you trying to do an intimidation check on them? I was trying to wake him up. Okay. Uh, they, uh, they, do you have their mouth covered or just covered in goop? Uh, it would just be covered in goop now. We didn't gag him. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, <laughs> this, uh, this knoll, uh, is just like, Try, kind of like yipping and crying out through this uh, goopy kind of like drowning, this wet, sickly uh, cry that it's doing um, that's kind of echoing down this chamber now. Uh, as it starts to yell, I would uh, cover, I would like grab its mouth. Is it, do they have a snout? Is it like snouty? Yeah, it's like a hyena person. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I didn't know if it was, oh so yeah, I would clamp their mouth shut. Okay, yeah, roll me a uh, strength, uh, strength check with advantage. Glenn would be taking, since like kind of posting up, he'd be taking 10 minutes to cast Find Familiar. Okay, cool. Um, Are you bringing Poe as a, uh, as a raven? Yeah, Poe will be coming in as a raven. Okay. It would be a uh, 18. Okay. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, you're able to hold the mouth shut. Um, just for context for this uh, room to give you an idea of, like, just generally how this... Uh, you know how the, this mine is progressing. Uh, the grade downhill is actually pretty uh, pretty steep, and as you entered into it, um, I should have said this earlier, but it's just like it's stiflingly warm in here. It's very humid, uh, and it's also just like kind of sticky, but also like really hot. Think like sauna, um, kind of. But it's like it's very much like as you were heading down this hallway and then went up to the right. Like the grade going downhill is pretty, relatively steep. Um, but yeah, this uh, this knoll is very much now quieted and uh, covered in goobus. 
Uh, Ringrim's going to take one of the busted pieces of the doorknobs, like a real sharp one, and while looking at the knoll, he's going to reach into his pocket, and he's going to take out his water skin, and he's going to pour it into like a small container, any piece of like wood that has any sort of small bowl shape to it. And he's going to look at the knoll, and he's going to pull out that bag of dust that I got when that guy's body turned to dust. And I'm just going to start ominously mixing it into the water. Okay. And we'll look at him and be like, you know what this is? Nastiest poison we ever found. Got it off a necromancer we killed one time. It turns your bones into jello. So um, you're going to be doing some talking or else you're going to be a jellyfish in this storeroom until you die from something else. Uh, intimidation check with advantage. <laughs> Which I believe you get in, uh, you get some sort of bonus too from having an eye patch. I believe. Is that a thing? Because that's amazing. I think that you get, yeah. I think you have like a plus to your intimidation, but I, we can figure that out. You also well, get a plus uh, four just being next to Cosmo. Uh, that's right. just. I think it's. Hold on. It's all skill checks. Is it really? Yeah. Oh snap! It's while oh, you're skill? awake. I thought it was yeah. saves. So that is a twenty-five. Uh, Oh, oh never mind. It is saving throws. It is saving throws. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, this uh, this knoll like is just like it mouth being held, covered in the smelliest crap ever. It's just like completely just like whimpering and is like visibly shaking at this point. It's just like eyes are huge. It does not want to be turned into jelly. Uh, it does. It is very very convinced that it will be turned into jelly by this uh, by this duogar, uh, and uh, it, it seems like it is very ready to uh, to play ball uh so cosmo just kind of loosens his grip and let's go okay um it does not start yelling uh it, you can hear its teeth uh chattering though as it's very much afraid and it's kind of just like sitting back against this uh pile of um uh, pile of crates uh rangrim you notice something weird uh with your passive perception uh one of the crates behind cosmo Seems to be kind of like going click, 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 and is moving closer to Cosmo. How big is this crate? Is it like large? It's actually, it's a barrel. It's a, it's like, so it's like a, it's a barrel sized barrel, you know, barrel sized, like a barrel. Like a cane, mm. like a. Like a barrel. No, no. So it's, uh, it's probably about uh, three feet tall, uh, maybe about two feet uh, in diameter, something like that. Is that how big a barrel is? That seems like a barrel size. Compared to Rangram, like mm -hmm. gigantic. Um, Hold that thought, jellyfish. Hey, Cosmo, hold on a second, and I'm just gonna kick the barrel over behind him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll me a uh, roll me a unarmed attack on it. That would be a fourteen to kick the barrel. Kick <laughs> fourteen to kick the barrel. Um, yeah, that actually hits it. Uh, how much damage do you do to the barrel? And uh, unarmed. Let me just double check here. My unarmed strikes is just four damage. Okay, uh, you kick this. You kick this barrel, uh, and you kind of kick it, and it falls back against the wall. And then it, you see four legs come sh shooting out of the side of it, and it's it kind of opens up in this like wet mouth full of teeth. Uh, as this uh, barrel has become a not cool barrel mimic. Uh, Sick. As it as he kicks it over, and Cosmo is just like what the, and he just like smashes it with his. <laughs> Uh, mallet. Yeah, go for it. 
it's a it's a flat seventeen, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, it hits. Yes, okay. it does. Okay, so I was like, I'll pull up the pluses, but I don't. I don't. Okay. And so it's going to take eight damage. Uh, yeah. So this uh, this mimic, you hit it, and it kind of like breaks a piece of the wood off of the the mimic, and then like as you break a piece of the wood off, like you can see there's like flesh underneath it, which is pretty like pretty gross. Um, and as it does that, it kind of like jumps up at you, uh, or it, it moves towards you, uh, and it is going to do a bite. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a 15 uh, as this, this mimic tries to tries to bite you. He jumps up and I just like throw my shield up. He's just like, it's a, it's a tacky barrel. <laughs> uh, the knoll is, uh, is trying to, is basically trying to like pack pedal itself against the wall and is like now kind of against this wall here. Uh, and it's just like kind of crawling its way uh, along the wall um, and just like trying to get as far away from this combat as possible. Rain Grim, smash it! As he, like, holds up his shield. Shit! And he's just gonna do just that. <laughs> Very hectically, try to smash Mimic Barrel. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll say that this thing, like, as you go to smash down on it, it kind of, like, screeches and uh, runs up the wall and is kind of, uh, crawl- like, running its way across the ceiling, maybe 15 feet up at this point. Um, and, uh, you see, uh, Udak try to jump and run to get it. And it goes, uh, it goes running, uh, it goes running out of the room, uh, deeper into, uh, just like kind of out of the hallway. And, uh, actually Glenn, uh, you see it come going, coming past you going click, 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 click on the ceiling as it's running out down the hallway. Glenn, shoot it. Uh, as it's running away, I'm still casting. I'm <laughs> like... What the hell? And just, just screeching like, as spell it, and it keeps going. Just screeching as it goes by, just like yeah, as it goes deeper down the hallway, um, and is gone. Bagram extremely flustered at this point because he just kicked a barrel that almost bit his foot off, and then it screeched across the ceiling. He's gonna pick up that piece of the doorknob that he was mixing his would-be poison, and just walks right over to the knoll and has like an inch from his face. He goes, "Is that one of your friends?" Is this some kind of game to you? We got barrels in here attacking us. What, what's next with you people? Nope. 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 Not my friend. Nope. So, any of these other barrels in Rainbow are just going to start kicking any barrel around the knoll, like towards him? Um, yeah, you, uh, uh, yeah, okay. So you kick, um, you kick one of these barrels. Uh, you kick a couple of these. Actually, uh, just roll me a straight up and down d20. 11. Okay. Um, I'll say that you uh, you kick these barrels, and uh, you kick about three of them, uh, and then you kick one of them, and this kind of silvery material uh, starts to kind of, like, pour out onto the ground. And it's... Um, it does. It's, it's not very much of it. Seems like it was kind of the barrel was low in it. You kicked it pretty low, uh, so maybe like no more than like an eighth or, or a quarter of this uh, this barrel like had was at this level. Uh, but this silvery uh, kind of like slightly fluid liquid kind of starts seeping out onto the ground through the crack. Hmm. That's um, what, do you, what do you guys make of this? That's different. And uh, rain or Cosmo is just gonna bend down and touch it. Uh yeah, roll me uh roll me either history uh yeah roll me a history check. All right, history check. 
I'll say that uh, Cosmo and Rangrim would have an advantage on this. Okay, great. How is a history check? Yes. I think it's still a zero. Yep. It's a 19, though. I rolled a 19. Okay. Um, yeah. My history is also a zero, but I rolled a 14. Okay. Um, both of you would recognize this um, as a kind of kind of not super common uh, element you find from time to time in mines, but um, it is known as silver sheen. Uh, silver sheen uh, is something that can be used to basically, it's like a, it's a, it's a weird form of silver that is almost like liquid form that can be used to coat uh, weapons uh, to basically uh, do damage to things that have a uh, silver uh, weakness. But it's basically like a liquid form of silver. Well, it's liquid silver. I could use some of these. Well, that seems pretty useful to me. And Rainbow's just going to just start, like, dipping the end of his Warhammer in it. <laughs> like, kind of like he's mashing potatoes almost. Just <laughs> It's covered in silver sheen and mud at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I say that you get a, a solid coating of this on there. Um, what are you doing, Cosmo? Um, he is just going to take a couple of his, uh, light, his light axes, and he's just going to coat is light axes cool awesome uh yeah uh, i'll say that like you're you're able, you're able to get enough of it uh coated on there before it kind of like spills out onto the floor the rest of the way um the other thing that i would do is like maybe just like pop the top of the bin mm-hmm. and just to see how much is yeah so i'll say that um you're able to uh because uh, Rangram didn't kick all the way at the bottom and like break the barrel open completely, like there's probably enough to uh, like get two small potion bottles worth of this, like enough to coat like probably two two weapons, two more weapons if you were going to like take it with you. So if you have any empty flasks or vials, or if you can borrow some from Glenn, uh, you can get at least uh, two weapons worth of, of this uh, this silver sheen. I'm not sure if I do. Oh, that's right. Glenn has an alchemy alchemy as a toolkit, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So he should have some of those uh, fixins. Reading through my tools. I mean, if you have a, if I you have, have potions, I have brew, you, I have brewer supplies. If you want to take a fucking flagon of this stuff and just pour it into the flagon, I think that I mean, you definitely have something to hold liquid in. At the very least, a flask or something. If you wanted to do that. Right. I was just well, well. I think this is special. And then yeah, he'll fill like a flask with it or something okay uh yeah i'll say that you're able to get uh, a good flask full uh before this thing like kind of seeps out the rest of the way rangrim uh why don't you ask our new friend here why this place is collecting this stuff it's very unique uh thing to keep around yeah um what's with this uh, uh silver stuff here um that we found in his barrel I think you just need to start talking and tell us what's going on here, or else it's Jelly Town for you, boy. I I, I don't I don't know. I I just I all I do is bring people, bring people for the them. I I bring people and they pay us. That's it. What I don't do they know. Pay this... you in coin? Gold, yeah, gold. And uh, you know your way down that way, right? And it's just pointing out of the storeroom. Uh, yes. Who, who's in charge here? We, 
the the doc and and the brothers they're 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 the ones go go talk to them i i i I just work for them well Rangrim seems he just works here, so I don't think we have any more reason for him now, do we no, no not really no, no. No, you have something more to say. Um, he's like backing himself up and pushing himself against the wall. And then he kind of like, uh, I get to this point where uh, he, like a rock kind of gives way and he falls backwards uh, into a hole in the wall that you did not see before. And disappears. Oh, shit. Uh, it just kind of falls into in this dark passageway that is uh, not much wider than uh, than him. Um, and you can just kind of see his uh, his feet, uh, and then you see him kind of scramble backwards a little bit more into the darkness. Well, oh, 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 hold on, hold on, you're not getting too far here. Uh, and I'm going to fall on him and grab his feet and just try and <laughs> <to> <laughs> yank him um, back out. Okay, so you, you pull him back out of this this little passageway back here. Um, what, what do you want? What, I told you everything I know. Well, hold on a second. Cosmo, make sure this guy doesn't... Um, Ask him some questions or turn him into jelly. At this point, I don't really care. Um, and Rangrim's just going to slowly poke his head down into this hole. Okay. Um, here, I'm going to move him out of the way a little bit so you can uh, do that. Um, so you look into this hole, and um, it seems like this is something that was, like, roughly carved and, like, very obviously, like, hidden. Like, the way that it's done, it's been, like, you can tell it's been carved out by someone who is uh, knowledgeable about how to, like, mine uh it's not like dwarf quality but it's someone who's been mining for a while and they're able to like kind of camouflage the fact that this hole is here uh from view even though like kind of like a a multi-layered rock effect where it's like kind of like you have to know it's there to be able to like really see it um and when he kind of fell back against it and dislodged one of the rocks it's now like more obvious that it exists um but you can now see this this cavern behind is very small it's it's maybe no more than like 10 feet by 10 feet uh and there seems to be a kind of tall figure uh, that is standing stoically uh, in the center of the room um, that is like kind of larger than life, like think like uh, eight feet tall in the center of this very small room. Um, like Rangroom would be like looking down. I imagine they can probably still see the soles of his boots. He's like, uh, guys, um, uh, I, I couldn't get that uh, bird of his yet or... Um, what, what's in there, Rangrim? Uh, there's a guy there. Um, he's just kind of standing there. It doesn't look like this much in this room. It's kind of creepy, honestly. What? Actually, you know what? And he just comes out of the hole and he pushes the knoll back down it. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, so it, it falls back and, uh, and their head kind of, uh, they fall backwards and their head kind of hits against this figure and like with a very solid uh, thump. Uh, and they take uh, take four damage as they kind of hit their head against it, and kind of like uh, they're just kind of like knocked. Uh, the sense is kind of knocked out of them for a second, um, but it's a very solid thump against this form, and the form does not move. Have I finished making Poe yet? Uh, yeah, I think so. Ten minutes or so. Uh, okay, so as he kind of bamps into existence, say, "Hey, hang out here. I'm gonna go check on the guys. If you see anything, cry like a baby." And I just like kind of let him fly, get somewhere up in the rocks. And then I start walking back. Um, and I walk up to the guys. I'm like, uh, so what the hell's going on? I keep hearing screaming. There's a treasure chest that just ran by me. Is there 
something you need help with? Well, oh uh, yeah. Um, there's a. We have another thing here. We got we got barrels. They're trying to kill me and Cosmo. That you were no helpful. You're over there doing your, your thing. And now there's this hole here, and there's a real big uh, figure in there. I think I know friends almost unconscious. Um, uh, do we go in and see what's happening? Uh, I would just strike a torch. I was like, yeah, it seems like we just need to add a little bit of light to it. And I strike a torch and mage hand float it into the room and just like light as much of the chamber as possible. Yeah, so uh, you you float this thing in there as soon as it passes the threshold, it lights this room up because the room is barely taller than the figure itself. So like maybe like eight and a half feet uh, and the, the room is 10 foot by 10 foot and barely. Um, and you can just see that this knoll is laying against this uh, figure. The figure, actually, I need all three of you uh, and I'll even roll in for Udak as well. What are we rolling? Uh, sorry, history uh, or religion. Oh, okay. Natural twenty. Nice. Right. That makes sense too. Because I and I have a zero on both of those, so a big old ten. A big old one. Ooh. <laughs> you forget who you are. <laughs> <laughs> now that that makes actually a lot of sense. Um, okay, uh, Rangrim, you look into this uh, this this now lit up cavern. Um, I assume probably putting your uh, either holding your monocle up or something so that you're not getting light blinded by these torches. Uh, and you see this figure in there, and it's this figure that is, like, bound, and, like, you can see the marks of, like, lots of cuts, and they're kind of in a very stoic uh, form with their arms kind of yeah, in manacled and, and bound and, like, head down. Uh, and you immediately recognize this form uh, as the god, Ilma- kind of the demigod, uh, Ilmater, uh, known as uh, the one who endures or the god who is broken. Uh, and... This form is carved in a much rougher, like a very rough way. Like this was done by someone who clearly cared, but uh, didn't have a lot of time uh, or even skill maybe to do it. Um, and it's this like roughly hewn version of this this god. Um, but this god is known to be uh, someone who like would take pain and agony on uh, in exchange to like help people. Like they would take on the pain of others, uh, especially people that were in uh, servitude. So like it was, if someone who was a slave or in servitude to someone else, like they would pray to a god like this. Um, and that's the kind of, uh, that's that's what you're seeing here. And being uh, from the Durgar, uh, a slaving uh, race, uh, you would definitely recognize this as a, a god that like slaves would have uh, prayed to. Well, I would see, just relay that to everybody. It's just a statue. You guys literally have nothing to worry about. And I step into the chamber and hold it. Like I, I move the torch kind of past the statue. So it's lit on the backside of the statue as well. You see a small form that as you move into the room uh, kind of scurries uh, to keep the statue between it and yourself. Uh, okay. And I say, well, okay. I wasn't completely right. There actually is something in here. And I lower it and kind of am trying to track the smaller creature with the torch but like try to keep the torch between myself and it. So it's got to get past a flaming torch to get to me. Yeah. So as you're moving the torch around, uh, you see this uh, small uh, goblin form uh, that is uh, kind of like very pale in nature. Uh, like it's, it's like even paler green than normal um, and kind of uh, comes stumbling out, running away from the, the torch and is uh, then kind of like falls against the wall and looks over at you guys uh, and just goes, ah! and then uh, kind of is uh, trying to, uh, tuck itself back into the wall as much as possible. Um, oh, Gerd has been discovered! Gerd has been discovered! 
uh, Gerd was it? And I no. just like I, I I just like need a belly the knoll that's like laying on the ground. Like I'm just acting like he's just like a padded surface for me to like get down to Gerd's level. So just like uh, a yeah. knee directly into his chest and uh, Gerd and like lowers the torch. Like you need help out of here? You you trapped here? Um, so one thing you notice is that, uh, GERD does not seem to have any kind of alter- altercations or modifications on them. Uh, they do have, like, marks of, like, violence, but they don't have, like, their, you know, they have all their limbs and whatnot. Uh, you, you friend of GERD? Uh, I mean, we're, we can be. We're not friend of this guy, and I just kind of, like, smacked the knoll upside the head. It was like, but, I mean, you haven't necessarily come at us yet. Can we, Gerd, Gerd can we loves when when you hit the knoll and actually gets like kind of feels like it seems to kind of like laugh a little bit at that and kind of smile and goes over and just like slaps the knoll in the face. <laughs> oh, <I see. laughs> well, yeah, enemy, enemy of my enemy is my friend, Gerd. Nice to meet you and like kind of go to, set the torch a little bit higher so it's not as obvious that I'm trying to keep the distance and I just extend a hand to shake his hand. Um, yeah, so, uh, Gerd holds up her, uh, her little goblin hand, uh, and kind of, like, shakes, shakes your hand very nimbly, and then kind of, like, pulls it back, still not all the way trusting. Um, but, you help Gerd get out? Uh, absolutely. Just, uh, come on this way. I would say, you know, collect any of your belongings, but, uh... Belongings? Perfect. And I just stand up and kind of, like, make way for Gerd to come out. (laughs) Make way for Gerd. (laughs) Um, once she goes past me, uh, I kind of look to Cosmo and say, uh, we might have a guide, but we might need to encourage her to help us get through this place first. Uh, I think I think you already have a guide. Hi, I'm Udak. I used to be here in this oh, that's right. all the time. Well, oh, uh, Udek, we should get good outside. Well, Udak, I mean, I appreciate you, but so far you haven't known much about the questions I ask. I did. I did tell you that this is a storage room over here. To be fair, yeah, you didn't tell uh, us that we were going to grow legs. And- well, okay. That, to be fair, I, I, that is not something I've encountered. New day for Udak. But well, and you know, I try to ask you about the magic things. So far, you know, you're one for five. But we'll keep you around. All right. Well, hey, yeah, you know. All right, that's it. All right, I guess I'll be on my way. Glenn steps in. He's like, guys, he, he wasn't upper management. He, he he has no decision-making power. He's he's helping us out. Udak, we're sorry. We do need your help. But right. it looks like Gerd may have been able to move through these tunnels in a way you've never been able to. Maybe we want to at least get an extra tour guide. Uh, no, to be fair, uh, it's been a while since I've actually been inside this mine. So it's been years. So I... Uh, uh, our friend here might have a little bit more uh, recent knowledge than me. Right. Well, it's combined knowledge. We work together to solve problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Problem solving is what we do best. And Rangram's going to also kneel down next to Glenn, also on the knoll, <laughs> and look over at Gerd and say, um, uh, could I ask you a question there, Ted? Uh, y- y- you help? You help Gerd go outside? We sure can. Um, is there any, you ever see anything that might be making like any sort of magical force field out here or some sort of magic thing that's making people go crazy or want to stay here? Like, uh, like a big, like spinning 
thing of full of magic? Like, with magic coming off of it? Right. One of those. Yes, one of that those. Sounds about right. Yes, yes. I've never seen anything like that. That right. seems just really Real specific shit. to not know. Uh, Gerd was Gerd was making that up. They, that just didn't exist. Um, I think this. Uh, I think Ted just wants to go outside. We, he can go to the bathroom and in the corner over there. Gerd, how how far into these caves have you gone? Gerd Gerd escaped when they were bringing Gerd in. And so you know the door is like right over there. Gerd has small legs. Me too. But uh, it was good. What Gerd, Gerd can Gerd has been in deeper in. What what can Gerd help with? Right, we're, we're looking for uh, the doc and his brother. We want she, to. Uh, uh, Gerd looks terrified as soon as you say the doc. Like uh, her eyes, like even bigger than normal, uh, like get very. Uh, she just kind of like starts shaking her head. Like Gerd doesn't want to see doc. Gerd feels okay. I know it's it's absolutely terrifying. But remember, we could do this guy, and then I'd punch the knoll again in the head. It's like this is just this is a Tuesday for us. It'll be fine. That gets a chuckle out of Gerd for sure. What if uh, what if you don't maybe need to take us all the way? Could you be able to you know maybe draw us a nice little map or give us a, uh, a recount of where you want us to go? Yes, um, that is a really good idea. I'm gonna roll a history check for Gerd. Oh, Gerd rolled really well. Um, okay, so Gerd uh, shaking her head very vigorously, especially the fact that you said you could you could help her outside if she helped. Um, uh, starts drawing this map on the ground, um, and the the map uh, from your current position it kind of goes up uh, and goes to the the right, um, and that's she. And then she kind of draws another one that goes uh, to the north, um, and kind of has two uh, two separates off of that one that goes to the left, and then the one that kind of like tapers off from that uh, northern um, kind of branching pathway. Uh, and then when she draws the one that kind of goes down to the right from where you guys are currently, the lowest path, uh, she kind of like puts an X uh, off of that. Not very, like, not really extremely sure, like showing you exactly where the thing is, but she goes, Doc! So Doc's, Doc's down here, and then these two paths up this way. What's what's this way? Have you ever made it that far? Uh. That's that's where work is being done. All right, gotcha. And it, Udak, does this look familiar to you? Yeah, it looks familiar. Um, yeah, generally, I, they might have changed things around since I've been here, but yeah, that that corresponds to what it was before. Uh, there's most of the work and most of the mining uh, is done to the the north. Uh, they have a couple different branches that come off of that, um, but. I don't know. When I was, yeah, it's, it seems like it's changed a little bit. Um, there are other rooms, but yeah, this is pretty close to what it was before. Good. Good. Is there anything in, in down this path that we should, uh, avoid or anything to watch out for? Doc! Well, uh, we want to kill Doc, but along the way, is there uh, a... More, more like him! And pointing at the knoll. Oh right, yes. Okay, all right. Any bigger? Any big things? I mean, well, I, I guess we're all kind of big, but really big. Doc, Doc makes big friends. Right. I don't. That's, that's I don't know. I don't know what to call them, but right. they're big, and Doc made them. 
Right. Okay. That's good. That's real helpful. Uh, Makes them from extra parts and things he doesn't need. Right. And she kind of like you see her like audibly shiver as as she kind of like recants this to you. Right. Well. Uh, guys, so any- is uh, BK by the looks of it. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Got any other any other uh, questions for good, or we'll just we'll show her the front. Yeah, I think we. Uh... I think we could walk her back. Udek, you got this committed to memory? Yeah, unfortunately. Well, we still have one, uh, let's say, loose thread. Gur, do you want to take this one? And I pull out the Spider Queen dagger and I hand it to her, like, in between her and the knoll. Gift? Uh, you give Gurd? I pull that back and I hand her just a regular dagger. <laughs> <laughs> but I slide a hand it. I do, like, I straight just, like, yeah, slide a hand. And it's just another dagger that looks almost identical, but it's not a Spider Queen's dagger. Better dagger? Better uh, better stabby? Only the, only the best for you, Gerd. Right. This- uh-huh. She uh, she bats her eyelashes at you, uh, very uh, very much liking what uh, Glenn is putting down, uh, and goes over and uh, to the knoll and just goes stabby and just pokes him in the throat uh with this with this dagger uh and <laughs> um yeah it just kind of like walks i guess walks into the the darkened chamber uh i guess unless it's the torch is still floating around in there but like oh yeah uh, it would be just like kind of there <laughs> uh just uh relieves uh the knoll of his uh his lifeblood um and just kind of walks back out and uh puts the dagger in her kind of like loincloth uh uh, like get up she's got going on very adobe esque uh and is like good go home right well then let's let's go uh we walk back towards the end of the storage room uh and kind of look to the right and look to see if I see anybody um you don't see anyone currently um you don't see anyone the front doors are still closed uh, aside from the two the, the dead knoll that's laying in the hallway that i don't believe you guys moved um so if you guys want to uh metal gear solid this thing and like drag them out of the way you totally can but right now there's just two corpses currently right uh poe would be looking down the hallway too just if they were to see anything they would be alerting us um roll a perception roll perception check for poe okay uh not bad 14 Okay, I'll say that uh, Poe probably hears ambient noises echoing down the hallway, but nothing that's getting closer. Okay. Um, uh, no, Glim, I, I don't know. For, for my sake, Glim would not move that dead knoll, but he would definitely uh, rifle his pockets for any just thing. He would just be looking through his... The, it was a sword knoll, right? The big one? Be yeah, looking the sword. Like a healing potion or like some food or like some keys, anything that might be like through the needed okay. later. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'll say that you find you come across uh, five uh, five silver and like three copper, um, and then aside from Take that, just like bank <laughs> more manacles uh, hanging off of its, uh, and then just like some really shitty hide armor and some a couple really beaten swords. Okay, I take the the manacles and I walk up to uh, Rangram to like ah to replace you know the dirty batch that we had earlier. And as I hand it to him, I just cold cock him in the face. <laughs> Like as he takes, I'm just crack him across the grid. Like, uh, yeah, roll a uh, unarmed attack. Well, that's probably see? terrible for me. <laughs> uh, is he He's hitting Rangram. 18, 18 to hit. 
<laughs> so I'll say that what happens is uh, like you when go you to punch someone in a dream. Uh, yeah, it's it just hits he, metal. <laughs> he hits you, and you might as well have hit metal because uh, Rangrim's very uh, solid jaw and bone structure just kind of like it doesn't move. It just goes and he just sits there. And uh, Rangrim, what do you do when that happens? Which that hurt? Well, I'm sorry. I deserved that. And it yeah, you think about lot. what you you think about what you've done. Don't want another one. Wow, that's a mean right left hook you got there. I was a and kid. then he just putzes away, and I'm gonna start dragging the null bodies into the. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna drag them around in the storeroom, and I'm just stuffing them all into that hole. So, uh, yeah, uh, Udak uh, and Gerd uh, follow you out. Uh, Udak seems to be kind of like acting bravely enough, but they're never leading. Uh, they're just like they're very uncomfortable with just being in this place, but they're they're trying to like you know they're they're also very angry. But and uh, Cosmo just walks over and pulls the lever. Uh, cool. Uh, so the, the door, um, are you opening the door all the way or are you trying to like, I'm going to just open, it? I'm going to open it till there's at least just, I wasn't going to open it all the way just till there's enough room out. I forget if it opens up or. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. So it opens like this, just, you pull it down slightly so that it just kind of cracks open a little bit, uh, enough for Gerd to get out. Um, and then, uh, you hear, uh, Gerd going out and you hear, uh, can't you kind of, you hear, uh, Gerd kind of walk outside, and then you hear the Kanku go, Intruder! And then you hear uh, the sounds of a dagger getting plunged uh, into something. Stabby! 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 Over and over again, and the kind of squawking cries of the Kanku as the door shuts back again. Stabby! 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 (laughs) And then you just see Glenn wipe a tear. like, they grow up so fast. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so you all are back in the... uh, in well, the, uh, uh, darkened right, entryway. Right where Udak. we started. Just one less mind-controlled Rangrim. It's true. Udak, you mind uh, leading the way? We got your back. We just need to know where to go. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. All right. So what's the goal? Are we going after Doc first then? Because if that's the case, we probably should follow the map and go go south. I, I can't guarantee he's over there. He moves around, but uh, if that's... If that's where Gerd said that he's going to be, then we can go that direction or we can head up north towards kind of where the uh, work's being done. What do you want to do? Well, I think um, Doc seems to be the one with all the the magic or whatever his tinkering is. I think if we can find a way to get this, that, that force field thing on a jigger down, then we can get all your buddies. I can start coming and barreling behind us. So at least we know we got some help on the way. Think that's with Doc, or where do you think that might be, Udak? Do you think that's with the other brother? <sighs> Whose name I'm forgetting? Alton. One eye. Alton. Um, I think that uh, I think that Alton's going to give us the biggest trouble. I don't know where he's at. Uh, he he kind of disappears and can find his way into different areas, but. There's going to be most of the uh, most of the workers are probably going to be to the north. Um, if we're looking to corner Doc and take him out uh, and just kind of weaken Alton's defenses, I'd rather take him out now than having him supporting Alton later. Doc is physically not very strong, uh, whereas Alton very much is. So uh, I'd rather take out Doc now if we can, if we can find him. But he's not going to be alone. He makes some 
nasty creations, and he's seldom uh, without their their companionship. Well, Ragram, if uh, best case scenario, maybe Doc isn't there right now. We we got some time to lay a little trap for him. We haven't sounds like a plan to me. Had many opportunities to do so, Cosmo. I know you're very much like I must fight you. You specifically address me. Look me in the eyes. Squish. Like, are you cool if we go with this route? But I'm I'm good with it. Let's 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 do it. Ooh, uh, the good old fashioned ambush. I'm excited. Udak. It's just like how we got you a couple friends earlier. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's like old times. All right, who's going first? Well, I'll, uh, I'll have to go ahead. I'll just follow behind uh, my friend in. I'm going to pat um, Glenn on the shoulder and I'm going to give him some heals with cure wounds at second level. Tight. That would be 2d8 plus 4. Uh, All right. I have your back, Glenn. I'll, uh, we gotta, I'll keep an eye out. 18. How about you? Uh, 18 healing? 18 hit points, yeah. Awesome rolls in the games. Shit. I am back. So with that, Glid's kind of like, it's like, ah, it's, it's fine, pal. Let's just, why you hang out back here a little bit? Give me, give me 15, 20 feet. I'll, I'll just go down ahead and just like, very kind of briskly starts stealthily moving his way forward with the group. Far enough ahead where he can actually do some scouting. Yeah. Uh, do you want anyone coming? Do you want Udak coming with you or are you just going by yourself? Um, I would say like every 30 feet I would go by myself and I would like kind of okay. call the guys forward. Cool. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do that then uh, move out 30 feet and then we can just kind of, uh, I can move them behind you. So I get to about, yeah. And do I see anything? Um, so you, you don't see anything. Uh, you're do roll me a perception check. This is where Poe would be too. So I'll just do it with advantage. Yeah. I think that Poe's both be there. Yeah. Uh, not great, but not terrible. Perception, perception, perception. Uh, fifteen total. Okay. Um. Yeah. You you hear uh, just like Poe did. You hear kind of like echoing, um, like echoing noises uh, farther down. But basically, uh, right now what you're seeing is is kind of like a. There's not there's not a lot of light in this. Uh, it seems like these whatever lives in here and whatever is taking residence in this place is like comfortable with like very little light. So there's like mm-hmm. almost very few torches. Um. So at the end of this, you can see that this thing kind of opens up into an, a larger opening at the end of this hallway, but it's, it's farther down and it's, uh, you don't see anything moving, but uh, you can see that this definitely opens up into a larger passageway. Okay, I'd relate it to the, the group. Like, yeah, there's going to be a, a big opening up ahead. Uh, I'm going to move off to the right side. Just just give me a little bit of time. I'll, I'll come get you in a minute. And with Poe, I move another like 30 feet just the entrance of the opening which i'm guessing okay. is like right around i need to make a poe miniature actually yeah uh yeah i can find it i can look for a token yeah. um is this where the opening would be no or still further along still you're you're probably only uh less than halfway down the hallway okay um oh yeah if i saw that far down then yes i would definitely be bringing the guys with me um okay um yeah so i'll i'll move uh i'll move back up with you um, and then, uh, are you continuing down, just kind of sticking to the wall? Yes. I would be doing this whole thing stealthily until I got to the. Okay. Uh, opening. just roll, roll Force me, Force. uh, so move 30 feet ahead and then just roll me another, uh, perception check and another stealth check. And if you're going with sound, you can do the perception with, uh, advantage. Sweet. I was just about to ask that. Okay. So 
uh, stealth checks, thir- uh, 24 for the stealth check, 14 plus, so a dirty 20 for the perception check. Um, yes. So that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. So, uh, w- you get to the edge of this, like you kind of see it start opening up and you're, you, you can hear like the sound of water, uh, kind of up straight, kind of diagonally ahead of you. Um, and then you start hearing like this kind of like heavy footfalls of, uh, what you would probably recognize as like, kind of like knoll footsteps, uh, coming from your right. And, uh, as you're sitting there kind of ducking back behind this wall and hiding, you see a knoll move past your vision uh, and run across into this hallway, uh, which then uh, you hear like yipping and talking in like a, a native knoll language uh, between two knolls. Um, and then uh, you see the knoll kind of head back into your field of vision and then kind of head off uh, north. Um, and s- you can hear them splashing across uh, some water and then they are out of your uh, field of view and hearing. So I would telepathically communicate to Poe to send him, I guess it's going to be a little bit hard, but send him to the left where he had just ran across to, um, to send him to scout out ahead and kind of relay what he's seeing to me. Okay. Um, yeah. So Poe uh, po flies uh, flies forward and I'm actually going to give them uh, some perception. It's not super uh, like the the roof, this thing, by the way, is still scaling down at a pretty good clip. It's a very uh, steep grade. Um, it kind of levels off a little bit uh, where like these things meet. It's almost like these passageways themselves kind of like all converge and like and level off here in this like one little section ahead of you. Um, but as Poe's heading off after this knoll, uh, Poe sees that there are at least two knolls uh, that are on uh, that are kind of like just off to the left-hand side of you. So like directly north of Glenn's current position, there's there's at least two knolls. Um, and then there is a waterway that's kind of flowing out of uh, like out of like a, a mouth of a cave uh, and is flowing down to the right-hand side uh, with a pretty good current. And then uh, you can see that there are two knolls that are on the opposite bank uh, where there is another passageway that continues. And there's this like, blue haze you can see that there's like they're standing in front of this like blue cloud that reminds you a lot of the cloud of like mushroom spores from the uh from when you fought the night hag very similar to that but it's like this like iridescent blue um and they're just kind of these two gnolls are talking staying away from that cloud uh and that's uh that's what uh poe gives you um rangram you your hand doesn't burn with the same sear that it did before. Um, it's almost more reminds you of when you had that connection, that dream where you saw the eye and you saw regalia like a while back. Um, but it's almost like in your your mind's eye, you can almost like hear this like thundering voice in your head and you kind of like can see in like that it's summoned into your mind again, that, that vision of that burning orange eye with the green iris and it just you will join us one way or another and that's where we're going to end the episode tonight yep we still get to kill rangram (laughs) 